It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Cold open. I don't know if we've done this before. I feel like it's appropriate. Flashback to yesterday, morning skate, media availability, Eric Carlson on the mic. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, when things are going the way that they are right now for us, no one's really feeling good about themselves. Uh, I don't think anyone in our room, including myself, is really happy with where their game is at, uh, you know, and that's a confidence thing. Uh, and at the same time, you can't just abandon the game of hockey and, and start doing things that you normally wouldn't do. Uh, it sucks not having confidence out there and, and, and being, um, you know, playing the way that you want. Uh, but at the same time, you get to strive to, to try and keep playing the way that you need to play to be successful and, and uh, you know, work hard at, at making sure that the small things uh, don't come back and bite you. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, we can come out tonight and, and, play the right way, uh, you know, try and play with possession, try and play our game and, and uh, you know, fight through the feeling of, of not feeling your best or having the most confidence and, and hope that we can do enough good things uh, early on in the game to build on and, and, and build that confidence up slowly. And, and again, you know, I think a win would obviously uh, help a lot with that. So I think our, our main concern tonight is, is, is to try and win a hockey game and, and uh, not be too concerned on, on how it looks. Maybe. Flash forward from the AM to the PM. Here's Meyer getting the drop, moving across the line, twisting, stick handling, dropping it back for Hurdle at the near boards to Eric Carlson. Carlson holds the puck, makes the move on Panadin, stick handles, goes to the backhand, stick handles again, gets tripped under the ice, throws it in front to Meyer. He can't shoot it. Back to Carlson, shoots, he scores! Eric Carlson, a brilliant finish, a pass from Meyer, and the Sharks win it in overtime against the Rangers and get their first win of the year. Everyone, you can now exhale. And it shoots and scores! Tomas Hurdle hits the you're listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. Igor Shosturkin is on D, and right away the Rangers win the draw. They get underneath the Sharks' defense for a golden chance against goaltender Reimer from Kako. He makes a sterling save as somehow Kako got wide open. Rangers keep the pressure on. Reimer covering it up in a scrambled out in front. And the roar of the crowd here at the Garden cheering on their heroes as the Rangers right off the hop get to attack. Well, unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, right off the bat, he makes a great save early. And listen, if you're going to win in this league, you better get goaltending. I don't care what, what situation you have. And we got really good goaltending tonight. All right, what's going on, everybody? You are waking up winners on a Friday. I know some of you were up till midnight. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. Uh, but man, that was a huge and much needed win for the San Jose Sharks. And the thing that I keep on coming back to is just how 
unbelievably needed it was. And I know that's the oversimplification of the century because, yes, you do need to win, but the way that the Sharks had lost those last two games, you go back to the game against Chicago, yikes, giving up five consecutive goals from a 2-0 lead and absolutely collapsing, and then just everything that happened in that game against the Islanders the other day. I mean, that was... That was remarkably bad. I mean, it just didn't look good. The The effort was there. And if you heard me talk to Corey Massasak yesterday on the buildup, you know that the effort has been there for the Sharks, but it was just, you know, it was one thing to shoot yourself in the foot. It's the other thing to line your foot up with a 12-gauge shotgun and unload a couple of rounds. I mean, my goodness, the mistakes the team had been making um, was actually something they were able to avoid over the course of last night's game, and that is despite the fact that they took many, many penalties early on. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to come in with James Reimer, because early on in that game, the San Jose Sharks faced a number of high danger chances from the Rangers, and James Reimer was the man in front of the net. He was a brick wall. He did what he had to do in the most dire of situations of the game, including the Sharks' penalty kill as well. And it's easy to overlook some of those things that happened early in the game that were so impactful, like when it seemed like there were just you know penalties every 10 seconds being called in the first period because of the way that game ended with the Sharks playing their best third period of the year, with the overtime game-winning goal from Eric Carlson, with the elated press conferences from the guys on the Sharks who needed a chance to unwind. And I think it's great that they don't have to travel right away. I know some people are saying, oh, you don't want them going out and, you know, partying. Like, you know what? Let them. Uh, That, you know, if they went out last night and they went out and hit the town in New York, you know, one of the greatest cities in the world and did some team bonding that included some whiskey, I'm all for it. I want this team to feel good about themselves because that would... This is one of the things that you can tell with a team um, when things aren't going well. Like there are two versions of teams, especially when you do have personalities like Eric Carlson. And I know people try to attribute a lot of things about him that aren't necessarily part of his personality, but especially when you have guys like Logan Couture and Timo Meyer, just those types of personalities, James Reimer. Like if there is not a lot of evidence of joy in their game and the way that they are looking during the game and the way that they're playing, you know, things aren't going well. I mean, Timo Meyer, Tomas Hurdle, these guys don't have great poker faces. They might know how to put on their game faces, but they want to be smiling. They want to be having a good time. They want to be exuberant. That's, you know, part of the effect of early in their careers being around a Joe Thornton and a Brent Burns. Like, yes, those are very serious, hardcore competitors who were about as competitive as it can get. But you look at also the other aspects of that personality, like when the Sharks, and I know we don't want to look back too far, but when the Sharks were playing their best hockey, the joy was very evident. And I think that that is very easy to see with a number of teams in professional sports. When you are winning, when you are playing well, when you are overall doing what you expect of yourself and of your teammates, there is going to be happiness. You know, there is going to be that overall feeling of lightness, not Not necessarily that there's no pressure, but you're going to see those guys being snappier and lighter and quicker and more dynamic. And that was finally what we got to see a little bit last night. Like even though the Sharks went up 1-0 and then were down 2-1, they were still able to fight their way back into it. And they were still able to put forth a really good performance because, and this is something I talked about before with teams. It's like when teams do the right thing and it doesn't pay off, it's easy to start seeing those shoulders slump. But I felt that even though they gave up a couple of goals in the second period, it felt like the second period Sharks were rearing its head. 
The way that they gave up those goals, not as terrible as what we had previously seen. And the overall ability of the Rangers, that's a good team. That's a very good hockey team, and I don't think people need to be too upset about that. But when I watched that, I simply said to myself, okay, now that the Sharks are down, let's see how they respond. And what do you get? You get a beautiful goal from Radim Shimek, assisted by Nieto and Limblom, and suddenly it's a 2-2 game, and the Sharks in the third period played some very, very active hockey. They did not let up. They did not give in. They did not stray from their game plan. And it's really, really interesting because we go back to those comments from Nico Sturm a couple nights ago after the Sharks lost to the Islanders. And Nico Sturm said that the team was playing like they expected the other team to give it to them, like they were not going to get any pushback. But something about this Sharks team tonight expected the pushback, expected it to happen, and seemingly handled it much, much better. When the pushback happened and they got down 2-1, you didn't see kind of the collapse in the body language. You saw them look much, much better. And, you you know, you could just see the way the Sharks were developing um, that things were simply going to look a little bit different. I think, you know, you go back to the first goal scored in the game. I thought that, you know, Cunning and Carlson, especially Carlson, you know, the way they entered the zone with speed there to set that up, that was something that had been lacking. And I think that this is hopefully a jumping off point for the San Jose Sharks to recognize what they need to do to get clean zone entries and what they need to do to enter the zone with power and with command and to get the opposition on their heels because far too many times this year, the Sharks were not entering with speed. They were not entering with much gusto into the offensive zone. It seemed like they were not taking advantage of any sort of you know just ability to be in command and have the other team not moving at the same speed as you. That's something that I think they need to take away from this game. Also, just the idea that they could stick with the plan and it was going to work. I think that you got into earlier in games this year a lot of hero hockey, which is understandable because you have talents like Timo Meyer and Tomas Hurdle and Eric Carlson and Logan Couture. They have the ability to play hero hockey, but hero hockey has to be a timely and something that only works in certain situations. That can't be your plan B. Is just for one guy to try and blow up and do something incredible. Like when you watch Eric Carlson far too many times try and make those stretch passes that don't have a high probability of being completed. Yeah, if it does get completed, it might set up a beautiful goal. However, the more likely outcome is that it just doesn't work out and you turn the puck over and then suddenly you're defending again. You're pinned in your own end. You're not able to get the changes that you want. You're facing multiple attempts and it just leads to goals being scored. And so that is something that I definitively look at as the Sharks need to avoid. And they did a very good job of of doing that tonight, and they did not get pinned in their own end the same extent. Yeah, the Rangers put a rush on them early in the game. I mean, that's why I wanted to talk about Reimer right off the bat, is that the Rangers knew the Sharks, by the words of their former head coach, David Quinn, said, we're a fragile group right now. And the Rangers said, hey, if we take this to them early and often, we might be able to put this out of reach in the first few minutes of the game. And they did their damnedest to do that. The Sharks, James Reimer, it may have, in you know, in essence, been a wake-up call, actually, because they did look a little flat out of the gate, and James Reimer made some huge stops, and probably everybody realized, like, oh, crap, okay, we all need to go buy this guy around, A, and B, we need to up our play immediately, or else we're going to get smoked by a Rangers team, which has some pretty high aspirations this year and is going to embarrass us if we don't immediately wake up. Well, the Sharks did wake up, 
And that's how they were able to take the early lead and just overall play throughout the course of the game like they were unrelenting against the Rangers, that they were going to challenge them, that they were going to be able to maintain offensive possession, that they were going to be able to put shots on. And even though they didn't get that many good looks throughout the course of the game in terms of volume, it did seem like they were getting some good looks and you felt like a breakthrough was coming. And I know that's easy to say in retrospect. I know that that's something that you can debate me on, but it did feel like there was something building. And especially during that third period where the Sharks, you know, they had been able to tie it up. I think that did a huge amount of confidence boosting as they headed towards the third period. And they said to themselves, we're in a 2-2 game. Let's just stick with it. Let's ride this one out. Let's not let up on the Rangers. Let's make their life difficult. Let's not, you know, just expect something to happen. Let's go out and take it. And the Sharks went out and took the game. And I just, I keep on coming back to this idea that I hope it is a jumping off point for the team. I hope that they use this as a springboard because listen, you're going into a game in a couple of uh, days. You've got back-to-backs, but, and I don't mean to take anything away from the Devils, but the Devils, they're two and two on the year and they have definite talent, but they've not been playing great hockey as of yet. And they're coming off a win tonight. Um, They beat the Islanders 4-1 and you know, yeah, the Islanders beat the Sharks the other night, but you know, you have an opportunity against the Devils to get some more momentum going. And then Sunday, the second day of a back-to-back, the Flyers have been playing some pretty decent hockey up to this point of the year, and you just have to see what happens. But now you've got one. Through two games on a four-game East Coast road trip, the Sharks have got one win right now. They're at 500 on the road trip. Try and break it down. What can they do in these next two games in the back-to-back? Can they go 500 there? If they win the first game there uh, against uh, the Devils, can they now win the second game? Can they win three out of four? And I know you're thinking to yourself, Ted, I heard you this afternoon. You were flirting with the idea of going 0-11. And And yeah, I was, because there is no guarantee. There is no guarantee of any of this stuff. I didn't know the Sharks were going to win tonight against the Rangers. I think the Sharks have enough talent to try and compete with anybody, and they hadn't been getting the breaks up to this point of the season. But I also know that anything can happen in that vein of anything can happen the Sharks can also give themselves a good chance to win you got to go out there and play the game and you got to watch the way that Eric Carlson was playing in the third period of the game making things happen for himself and his teammates if this lights a fire under his ass if this gets Eric Carlson finally you know looking more like the player that we expect of him and, and I will say in Prague I thought Eric Carlson had some very nice moments but the way you saw him perform especially in the third period last night That's the Eric Carlson needs to show up every single game because he's an impact player and you need your best players to be your best players. Obviously, Logan Couture had a goal tonight. That's your captain, one of your best players scoring a goal. We go beyond that. We talk about a a guy like Eric Carlson scoring goals. Yeah, one of your best players. He also assisted uh, on Couture's goal. You look at Radim Shimek. That is your depth. That is getting help from guys that don't necessarily um, they're not expected to provide that scoring, but if you can get a goal from them, you better be able to use that to your advantage. If you get a goal from a defenseman who is not known for an offensive look, you better be able to take advantage of that. And the Sharks did. Again, keeping it a 2-2 game, it's not easy to do against that Rangers squad. They've got potency. And I will say, if we're looking for bright sides for the Sharks beyond the penalty kill, which has been very, very good up to this point of the year, you know, the, the defense has not been terrible. Yes, the last two games before this were not very great when they gave up five goals uh, to the Islanders and five goals to the Blackhawks. 
But you go before that, um, you know, on the set, on the Friday night when they played the Hurricanes, they lost 2-1. And then you go to the two games in Prague, they gave up three plus an empty netter, and then three. So really, you've had, of six games, you've now had three games in which you've only given up two goals. And, you know, there's a couple aberrations there where you gave up five, uh, which there were, of course, mitigating circumstances, emotional collapses, we can go down the list, but... I am relatively encouraged by these things. And that's what made the previous losses so painful is because you saw aspects of the Sharks games that were relatively encouraging. However, like I said, they were shooting themselves in the foot. And when you commit that many errors, when you do that many things in the wrong way, you're going to pay for it, which was unfortunate because the Sharks were doing some things right. Now they've given themselves an opportunity to build off of a high-quality win, to build off of the things they, they did right and did these for longer stretches over, um, you know, longer than 60 minutes as a win OT. But again, you have to start somewhere. And in my opinion, there is no better place to start than against your head coach's former team on the road in New York at Madison Square Garden of all places. That's the type of win that you need to point to when you go into the next game and say, hey, We faced worse odds two nights ago, and we walked away with a win. Let's see what we can do in this game tonight. Or more accurately, that will be a 1 p.m. start Eastern time, 10 o'clock our time. But you get my point. It's like you can point to these things and you can say that you were able to overcome. And that is, you know, a big task for the Sharks now. And, you know, just to watch this team finally get a win, especially after the despondent nature of the losses we saw Saturday and Tuesday, This is big for their confidence, whether it's the individual confidence of an Eric Carlson, whether it is the team confidence of them seeing that if they buy into the plan and play what they're expected to play over the course of 60 minutes, it can yield results. And that's not to say that the Sharks are out of the danger zone in the slightest. The schedule didn't get any easier. The teams that are upcoming at SAP Center, Vegas, Toronto, Tampa, not three easy teams. But at least now the Sharks can work on rectifying a number of things, like the fact that Timo Meyer and Tomas Hurdle can't buy a goal right now. That is going to change because guys that are 30-plus goal scorers don't just suddenly lose the ability to score. There will be a rectification, there will be overall a correction, and they will start finding the back of the net with more regularity. It's just a matter of being able to absorb the bad times now without getting completely uh, in disarray. And I think... Now, you got to give Nico Sturm a lot of credit the other night. You got to give David Quinn a lot of credit the other night. Quinn called him fragile. Nico Sturm said they're running out of time. Those words do not get said lightly. That was something that needed to be said. It was something that needed to be heard. It was something that a new guy like Nico Sturm needed to show that, yeah, I care about this. I'm not just a new guy, I'm a shark. I need to show that I care about this. Same thing for Quinn. He needs to show that he's not afraid to call out guys that need calling out. And at that point, the entire team needed a calling out, and he called him fragile. It's not the easiest thing to do. It's not the easiest card to play when you're only five games in. But they played that card, and it worked out. Now, we look for progress. All right, on the other side, we are going to get into some of the post-game reaction. You're on Morning Tide. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge-watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? 
or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Loose puck near side, angled off the boards. Eric Carlson goes cross ice to hurdle, and the Sharks keep possession. Carlson gets it back middle of the point. He holds, he shoots, stick save, may rebound, score! Logan Couture, power play goal, and the Sharks take the one nothing lead. I'm shocked you asked me that. I can't believe someone <laughs> asked me that question, but I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Like, you're 0-5, uh, a lot of adversity, not feeling great about your performance on the night in Long Island. And, you know, I, we felt good about practice yesterday, guys. I mean, it just felt good. I thought our guys did a great job dusting, dusting themselves off and getting ready for tonight. And, you know, I thought the practice carried over to today. And obviously there are things we still got to get better at. But, you know, to give that team four power plays in the first period and still survive and come on one nothing was an incredible accomplishment. And then, uh, you know, obviously some chances in the second, but we battled back and, Obviously played a great third period and just very proud of our guys. It's, it's been a tough go of it. Uh, you know, we've been a fragile group, but we showed some mental toughness tonight and we showed some perseverance and resolve. And you're going to need all those things moving forward here. And I'm just really happy for our group. All right. That is head coach David Quinn bringing us back in on a Friday morning after a Sharks win. My goodness, it feels good to say that finally. Yeah. Because this team, listen, they've played well enough at moments to win games. It just hasn't been complete, or they have just absolutely just, you know, died of self-inflicted wounds. And that's the worst way to lose. You lose because the team is better than you, that's one thing. If you lose because you couldn't stop tripping over yourself, that's not a great feeling. Not something that's going to exactly allow you to build confidence. And the thing is, is that that was a tight game. It could have gone the other way in the third, even though the Sharks didn't score a third period goal, it could have been worse. It could have gone the way of the Rangers. Well, this may sound crazy, but we as bad as this, not as bad, but, you know, they kind of had some great chances in the, in the second, but we were doing things that we hadn't done all year. We looked, you know, even though we were getting outplayed, we looked good. We were doing some things that we've been talking about. And and one of the things, you, you talk about confidence, and I said this to the group yesterday, and, you know, you become confident by watching people do the right thing over and over again. And, you know, I thought even in the first period, we were doing things we hadn't done all year, guys that have watched us. And then all of a sudden, the second, our transition was better. We're moving pucks, coming out of our zone a little bit better. You know, so, I mean, I can't go to CVS and buy confidence pills. You get them by playing the right way and doing the right thing and watching your teammates do the right thing. And it just started snowballing. And, you know, at some point in time, you got to say enough's enough and I thought that's what they did after the second period like they're just tired of losing and I think they understood what it was going to take for us to win and you know played a really good third period in that third period which had previously like the second period been a very very weak point for the San Jose Sharks was something really special to watch because they shut them down time and time again there was a 14 minute stretch where the Rangers didn't record a shot Here's what Quinn had to say about that and what they were doing so well. We stayed on top of them. We reloaded. We turned pucks up. We, you know, were committed to the body. And, you know, we spent time in the offensive zone. And that's something that uh, we've been doing sporadically, not enough. And we did it for a full period. And here's what Carlson had to say about that stretch. No, like I said, I think, you know, we uh, we kept going for it. Uh, it's a tied game. Uh, we played to, to win it. And, uh, you know, 
where that comes, uh, you know, we put a lot of pressure on them and we put ourselves in better positions to uh, to defend well and, and uh, you know, be first on pucks and, and stuff like that. So that's the way we have to keep going. Uh, like I said, it doesn't mean we're going to win all of them, but, but that's kind of the mentality that we have to have. And, and uh, you know, even if they do end up scoring a goal, we're, we're still in the game and we can just keep pushing and, and, and uh, find a way to, uh, to win it somehow. And the Long Beach native weighed in on that third period dominance as well. Yeah, that was uh, probably our best period all year. Um, just sustained pressure all over the ice. Didn't really give them any room to uh, make plays or, or create anything. And on the other end of that, you know, we were holding on to pucks and getting them to the net. And, um, you know, we just got to get more consistent with that way of play. Then Nieto was asked about the question of momentum. Is this something that they can build upon? Yeah, you know, that's a that's a good question over there. And um, to completely, completely shut them down is tough. You know, they had a couple of looks, but... Um, you know, we uh, bent but didn't break and were able to shut them out in that department. And it was huge. You know, I think that first period was a lot of special teams. And to get through that period, um, it was it was good for us. And then Quinn weighed in on whether or not this could get the ball rolling. It is. And, you know, again, it started yesterday. I mean, you talk to any of these guys, our practice was a crisp, good practice yesterday. And uh, it carried over into this game. And, you know. If we're going to be the team I think we're capable of being, I know a lot of people doubt us, and I get that, but I think there's a lot of good hockey in this group, and uh, you know we showed it tonight. And again, this is big for a number of reasons, because yes, it is the former team of your head coach. It is a really, really big test against one of the best teams in the East, at least on paper. We'll have to see, of course, how this season plays out, but you know, for the Sharks to win in a game where essentially at this point nobody was giving them a chance is big. Everyone looked at this and said, well, the Sharks 0-5 start. They're going into New York to take on the Rangers. The Rangers have the potential to be a buzzsaw. The Sharks are, you know, reeling. That, again, could have gone a very, very different direction, but it didn't. The Sharks were able to respond very, very nicely from the start of the game. It wasn't perfect by any means, but they fixed a lot of the little errors. And sure, there were problems during the game, and there were some soft penalties that were called, and it was not perfect by any means, but you saw them connecting passes. You saw them a little bit more conservative. And I think this is overall maybe not a blueprint, but something they're going to have to point to and say, like, listen, we minimized errors. We didn't try and hit so many stretch passes. We played with a lot more grit and mentality. We did not slump our shoulders. We had the bend, don't break mentality. And that's something that needs to be continued. That's exactly what needs to happen for this team is they try to, and I know this always sounds weird, but dig their way out of the hole which they dug themselves in. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I think the the game grew with us. I think they came out strong, obviously, with all the power plays that they had. They controlled you know, a lot of the puck, puck procession. And they're a good team, there's no question about it. But I think that you know, for the first time this year, we kind of stuck with it. And, and you know, we tried uh, our best to play to win the game instead of you know, sitting back and kind of waiting and see what's, what was going to happen. And uh, I think in the third, especially, I think we did a good job in, in you know, trying to keep pushing the play, even though uh, you know, we had to dump a lot of pucks in, but we worked hard. And, and uh, you know, it took us a little bit longer than we wanted, but uh, we somehow got it done in uh, 61 and a half minutes, I think. That was a little less, actually. Yeah, <laughs> a little less? A little nice. Less, a little less. Again, good to hear that type of positivity and overall good mood from an Eric Carlson after that game. Now, obviously, to quote the great John Madden, winning is the best deodorant. It doesn't fix everything, but it definitely smell better. But it's not like this game from the Sharks was perfect by any means. I mean, they still 
you know, I think deep into the third at one point, not deep, but the early parts of the stir, third still only had like 10, 11, 12 shots on goal. Like that's something they need to do better. They need to create more opportunities. They need to create more dangerous chances. And the second period, once again, they gave up two goals. They went from being up one, nothing down two one. They were able to fight back. I give them a lot of credit in that capacity, but these are things they need to work on. The second period needs to be a time where the Sharks can control the game. And I don't need them to outscore teams three, four, five, nothing in the second. I just need to see like a one, one second or a one, nothing second or a two, one second in favor of the Sharks where they're not losing control of the game. And the good thing about what happened in this game is that the Sharks, even though they went down, they did not lose control of the game. They kept themselves within striking distance. They didn't let themselves get completely blown away. They were able to get themselves back in it very, very quickly. And they came back in the third period and played a really, really clean period, arguably their best of the year. But again, it, it could have gone differently. And I don't mean to play this coulda, woulda, shoulda, ifs, ands, or buts type game, but the, the demons, the echoes, the shadows of losses past still reared their head. The growth that we see from the previous two games into what we see now, and yes, it's a season-long trend, but the last two in particular are the ones that stick in our mind uh, most freshly, is that they just didn't let it take them completely out of their game. They did not get completely overwhelmed. The game did not fall apart for the Sharks. They were able to make the most of that situation, and so it just you know, worked out. It worked out. It's exactly what you want to see. It was not a perfect game, but the growth happened from the last two games to this game. They did not make as many mistakes. They did not get bowled over by the opposition. They did not let the game get away from them. They stuck to the plan. It wasn't perfect, but it was enough for them to eke out a victory. And sometimes all you have to do is eke out that victory in one game and then just see if you can start to build that momentum, get that snowball rolling, whatever analogy you want to make here. But that's what we hope to see next from the Sharks. And again, not to take anything away from the Devils, they, they're a potentially talented team. I just think that, okay, this is a team that's 2-2 two and two at this point of the season. There's no reason why you can't feel like you can maybe make it two wins in a row. And like I said, first two games, you've gone 500 on this four-game roadie. Next two games, see if you can get to 500 on those. If you do that in game number one, see if you can make it three wins in a row after that. Just many, many goals, many objectives, many ways to put yourself in a better position. We're out of time. I will see you all on Saturday morning with the buildup. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network.